0: Welcome back to the Motor City HDJ podcast, episode 16. It is I, your DJ, Brett Cummins. Good to be with you in yet another day of quarantine and just trying to keep myself busy. So, why not do another episode? And today, you're going to love it. I had a chance to uh, sit down with my friend Ashley Auger of Smitten Mitten Photography, creatively, of course, because of social distancing. So, Zoom and microphones, and well, what do you know? You got a podcast. So, We talk about everything business, uh, talked about our shared vision and values and how we treat our clients and obviously how we do business with folks. And so I'm excited for you to hear it. Make sure to follow her on her social media channels, uh, Instagram, of course, her website, smittenmittenphotography.com. You'll hear all about that uh, during the episode. But thank you for joining me. It is time now for the Motor City HDJ podcast. All right, Motor City, here we go. It's time for another one. Motor City, it's your DJ, Brett Cummins. Here we go, Motor City. You know who I am. Good to have you with me again. This is the Motor City HDJ Podcast with your DJ, Brett Cummins. It is nice to have human interaction. When she said yes, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I've been wanting to, I've only had a couple um, interviews so far. So I'm always thrilled uh, to talk to other people that I work with, especially people that I enjoy working with. And it's crazy because it's, uh, did you figure it out? Because I know I said I thought it was, I knew it was more than once, but so far I'm I'm only counting one. uh
1: I'm, I'm a hundred percent certain that it was a second shooting gig. I'm now, cause Had I no went been. through yesterday, all 75 of my galleries and looked at all of Had the DJs and I went through my questionnaires and cause early on, I didn't do a ton of questionnaires. Um, but sure. now I do. So I went through all of them and I'm, I'm like, no, that's not one of mine. So I'm certain no. that it was nope. either with Brittany or gig. yeah, it was a second shooting gig. Yeah. The, I'm the, certain of it. it.
0: Yeah. It has to be, because admittedly, the second shooter to me, I've had some second shooters where you have a better relationship with them than mm-hmm. you do the primary, just because the primary is so focused. Second shooter has more room to move around. And,
1: and we have more downtime more and we're usually fielding. Like if you're a good second right. shooter, you're fielding questions right. and kind of like touch and base with the DJ when the primary is doing right. family photos or, you know, like when we're transitioning from ceremony to reception. You know, we're right. usually the first to go back and get reception shots. So it's usually us right. that touches base with typically a DJ, unless they're sound at the ceremony site or at sure. a secondary location. So it, and that's typically it. where a lot of, a lot of my early relationships came from was I started second shooting for weddings. Most of my relationships started mm-hmm. from doing that and meeting DJs and talking to event, you know, right. venue coordinators for me. Right. But even before that was when I was a wedding planner. So it, uh,
0: I know we, we talked about that a little bit. I remember that yeah. conversation we had and we'll get to that, uh, beautiful <laughs> venue in Flushing. We'll talk about that. Yes. Um, but I felt, I felt like, right. Because when we did, um, when we did, uh, have that recent conversation, I rem I, I had this vibe like I felt like this gal's been doing this for a long time like she knows what she's doing kind of thing and then you mentioned the wedding planning aspect of it and I went well that makes sense (laughs) so you know yeah now and and it feels it feels longer than 2014 yes you've been you've only been shooting since 2014 and uh I mean, yeah, I do my research. (laughs) So you started taking pictures at a bowling night? Tell me about that. So uh,
1: it actually started before that. My grandfather was a wedding, uh, family, and nonprofit event photographer uh, while I was growing up. And I learned quite a bit uh, kind of offhand because I was the first grandchild. So I was photographed a lot. I was the guinea pig. Um, yeah. And for a while, he actually had a studio in downtown Linden. So I have a lot of glam shots from when I was little. Right. Um, oh. And actually me, my, <laughs> sis- my sister, that's just below me and my middle brother, uh, the three of us have a lot of photos. So it kind of started nice. off early, um, mainly just as kind of a family thing. He was a photographer. Actually, his brother, who's a year younger, was also a photographer um, out of Stanton, Michigan. So up near Alma. And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of ingrained. My mom has always loved photos. She was the mom that was always shoving the um, uh, disposable cameras at you. Oh, you're going on a field trip. You got to take this. So it started early, um, but I never really got super serious about it. I took one class in college and just realized I loved film, but it, we were moving into digital, and it just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense to spend money and time taking coursework to do it when I could learn it on my own. So right. uh, my wedding gift so we got married in 2011, and my wedding gift was actually a DSLR camera. I had had point shoes all before there that. You go. Yeah. Um, but I took some workshops and some classes when we lived in Florida. And just kind of little by little started learning everything that I could. I just absorbed it all. took some online classes. Sure. And then we moved back here and uh, around the same time found out we were pregnant. That was uh, winter of 2012. That's awesome. And really Adelaide was the catalyst. She was the, she was the muse that kind of like pushed me into really wanting to learn, not really just how to use a camera, but how to take pictures right. of children because they are constantly in movement, constantly in motion adults and couples are by far the easiest. So she was kind of the the real push. Um, so I, what really though started it was my sister graduated high school that same year Adelaide was born and um, some personal stuff had happened with my family. And so my parents at that moment could not afford senior pictures for her. And so mm. I ended up taking those for her um, one of our friends had been struggling with infertility and just found out after three years they were pregnant. So I had done mm, their baby announcement yeah. pictures and then it was all just fun. But sure that for me was quite literally the start of what I had no plans of being what it is now, uh, a full-time gig. It was just right. a hobby and it kind of grew from there very organically. I have I always say, You want to talk about like being blessed and kind of like not pushed, but like a a very invisible hand kind of on your back little by little over a couple of years saying you're you've done some really awesome stuff, but this is where I want you to be. That is kind of how I got here. It was never like I sat down and said, I got a camera. I'm going to do this. I want to make money doing it. It was always for me wanting to just capture people and have fun and meet, meet, meet people. I love people. And so, yeah, it's, that's why we do
0: this. That's why we do this. Sometimes, sometimes we don't, sometimes we don't, uh, you know, and, and we'll talk about, uh, um, we'll definitely get into like what happens later in the night, you know, that whole thing, as far as events go, but, sometimes we sometimes we um, we we've, we we don't have that same excitement because we've seen the same things over and over again we know what happens when you give people alcohol you can only take pictures you know you can yep. only take the same pic you know uh, so yes i i'm with you 100% i love this for the people absolutely i love this for the people and and people always ask me uh, don't you get tired of it well no i i don't get tired of that physically is it exhausting sure it can yes. be Um, if you've had like a double header or heaven forbid it it will be, it will be now because of everything. And again, I'm ahead of myself, but yeah, the triple headers will be inevitable this year. So no, I'm physically, I get physically exhausted, but I love the people, even as I'm wrapping up, even as I'm, you know, getting out of there and you know, I'm sure you've had this experience where as you're walking out the door, people grab you and. You know, have a conversation with you about something that they remember. or They want you, you know. Hey, can I get your email? Love those, you know, those pictures and oh yeah, you know, uh, things like that. I, I, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, I, I love that vibe about being connected to people because there are so many. Um, uh, I, I feel like more and more. Tell me if you agree. Vendors are a dime a dozen, and here's what I mean by that. It seems every one of these specialties within the industry, everybody thinks they're a photographer. Everybody thinks they can be a DJ or a videographer or have a photo booth or run a venue or be a caterer, but it really takes a certain level of excellence. And um, I think that biggest that biggest element is that connection with people. I think if you're doing this just to make money, you need to find something else to do.
1: It's not a job that you can come into and just try to do. I mean, nope. there, there's the creative aspect. I think that's probably one that's of right. the biggest things. At least from a photography standpoint. And sure. a lot of it lends from my experience before making the switch is that we're not just photographers. We are planners. We're coordinators. We That's right. and, and if you don't have the mindset to say, okay, we got to get here. I need you to get out of the way. And, and to the ability to not be scared to take charge. You right, are running right. the show at certain aspects. My, right. my mindset is always a planner slash coordinator, depending on what their facet is for the day of, is making sure everybody gets where they are, things are happening where they're at. And by I mean everybody, I mean from the grooms getting in the shower and getting ready and showing up where they need to, to I the bridal it. party doing the same thing, to the vendors as they arrive, coordinating right. where they go and making sure the room looks good. A coordinator's job isn't coming over and telling a a couple where they need to be for what photos or where family needs to be. So we ultimately, from arrival of everybody being officially dressed and ready to go until the reception, we're kind of, we are the guide. We are really kind of like in charge. And Mm -hmm. there are so many that come into this that don't understand that it's, it's, it's crucial, which is why, you know, couples get timelines. And I get that question a lot is, you know, I I'm getting a timeline from my venue and I'm getting a timeline from my DJ and I'm getting a timeline from you and, and my hairstylist. And, and it's like, yeah, you are, but each of those components is very different. Right. And it's all about combining them into, which is ultimately typically your coordinator or your planner's job is to take every single one of those and combine them into one, but then also filter out what do you not need to know on your wedding day? you really don't need to know what time it is. And you don't need to know where exactly everything's happening. You just need to know when to show up. And when you're leaving,
0: just tell me where to be,
1: right. And so that is such a huge component for a photographer. That's how you stay on time for the day, how everything you know, and I say that, but things do happen, but for the <laughs> we, most part,
0: please don't, please don't you know. kid yourself. It's never perfect. We know. know that. It's never. Goodness never. gracious. Very the looks, rarely. the <laughs> side eye I get all the I time know. from, from, uh, planners and photographers. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to some of that too, but yeah, I wish, Oh, perfect world boy. We'd be running it like a military operation. But I,
1: you know, I always tell my couples tight ship. Yeah. We run a yeah. tight ship, but that's right. Sometimes if you're That's off right. course.
0: <laughs> we have to. Yeah, we have to. The whole thing will sink like the Titanic. We don't want that. Um, yes. So, yeah, smitten mitten. I mean, I know what it means and I can understand and probably guess why you came up with it. But wh- how did that happen officially? What, where were you in the as you came up? Because, again, clearly it represents a love for Michigan. Talk a little bit about that.
1: So really, uh, love of Michigan. I grew up here. Yeah. Um, and we, when I graduated from college, uh, we graduated during the recession. So we ended up in South Florida. And we lived there for um, my husband almost five years and me for four years. Wow. He is originally from Florida. So it wasn't a big change for him. But um, our plan at some point was to always eventually start a family. And he is the youngest by about 17 years. So for me, it was always moving back here made the most sense and every time we would come back there was just so much of what we loved here that we couldn't get in south florida it while it doesn't always seem like it here in metro detroit yeah (laughs) um it is a slower pace Uh, life, life moves slower than it does in South Florida, which is very much a metropolitan city. It's it's a a lot of traffic. Everybody's moving at a completely different clip. There's just so much here that is very different than anywhere else. And, and we travel a lot. And so there's always a pullback Well, we're, Oh, you know, we love everywhere else. And there are aspects of different states and countries that are our favorites. There is a pull. And it's hard to explain, but there's something about the Midwest that just pulls you back, whether it's the seasons uh, and the changing of all four, seeing all four in progression. I know. That's
0: crazy. We get all four seasons. Not a lot of people get to say that.
1: No. And it is, it's apparent, especially after you've lived (laughs) somewhere where that happens, then you move somewhere where it doesn't happen. Welcome to December. Your whole mind. Yeah. Well, for me, it was, the catalyst was, uh, driving down the road. It was uh, April. It was about 80 degrees. So the windows are down. It, we were actually heading to the pool uh, from the grocery store and we drive by this little pond and there's a mama with her ducks. And I was like, why are there ducks? Because in my mind, my mind and my body is like, it's summertime. Why are there baby ducks? When really it was April. <laughs> and so there they, they <laughs> were just bits and pieces that like in my mind, I was so ingrained in Midwest that When we moved back and this started, my love for it just kind of, it it was a catalyst. And really Mm -hmm. what it came down to was a list of 25 names. I started with my actual name name. It just didn't feel right. But part of that is I also have a bachelor's and master's degree in business and marketing
0: ding, ding, ding. She knew she had to go to the whiteboard and write down a hundred yep. different choices and, and narrow it down. That, but yeah, then I get research you.
1: Research it and make sure nobody else was using it. And when I, when I, That's when right. I started, no one was using it. The whole smitten mitten thing hadn't really started kind of like coming around yet. You're a
0: pioneer. And so
1: for me, it was, it was a combination of my love for here and, right. and the diversity that each season, but also looking at it from a long longevity uh, view is that my plan from the start was that when I decided to do this, there would eventually probably be other aspects, whether it was me and a team of associates or me and now a photo booth me and education, which is starting. So it was all, I wanted to be able to have the ability to branch out and be a business without having my name attached, which is, uh, again, it's very, it's, it's business driven. It's very, uh, for, for longevity in a business, instead of having to rebrand in four or five years, because I didn't like my name anymore which a lot of people are doing right now yeah, in our industry. Yeah. I just wanted to get ahead of that and come up with something that I loved that that pulled, that pulled was a reason for why I started it and where I live, but also for long-term forward thinking from a business mindset, which is totally very ingrained in a lot of what I do.
0: I love that. I, I know for me, um, same kind of deal. Uh, the name was, uh, it, it came out of like the play on, high definition and d j and is it really Michigan? is it you know the midwest and so i for me, it was about the appreciating like the art deco of original Detroit, and then we're the motor city, you know, so there was something about I that, and oh, thank you, no, for me, the marketing standpoint um you talk about the rebranding part of it and and there's two thoughts here I want to touch on the first is that. Clearly, you know how to market yourself. I am absolutely beyond blown away and impressed with how you've marketed yourself. Now, I chose Facebook as my uh, major medium, whereas I feel like with photographers, it's a little easier. Uh, Instagram is a perfect platform, but I'll use Instagram as an example. You're, um, Your marketing guru, clearly, you've already uh, talked about that. Your digital presence with your Instagram stories, with social media, obviously, it's working from you. You you clearly get a response from your followers. How have you embraced social media, not only in pre-production, but also post-production with your clients and sharing what you've already done, things like that? I mean, Instagram is obviously your vehicle. How do you drive that car?
1: So social media as a whole has kind of been a long time uh, of a huge base and foundation for small businesses right and absolutely and that's, I mean, that's long term since since really businesses were allowed to join Facebook it has been kind of like the ultimate foundation that's ultimately where I kind of started with my business was using Facebook as my first tool sure and then when Instagram allowed businesses to join and I was able to start putting more out there I just saw it almost as kind of immediately a, a lot easier on our end and so right, right. when that happened and and photo started i don't know if you remember vine but vine had also started as kind of like a video version of instagram right and that's ultimately where stories kind of came from was uh vine kind of you know no longer existing but needing a place for video and in a time where Digital media is left and right I mean we've always had it right That's And right. advertisements yeah. and TV sure. and in in every aspect it's always been a component but now it's so much easier to access and so I have for the most part long term always been kind of before it's always been something I'm always looking for what's next and what what also makes sense for business like small business for me instagram was was an easy fit because it it, it essentially allows you in any really in any business that you're in and I when I'm mentoring clients it's the one thing I say is Instagram is so easy to use when you get out of your head about it right. in the sense that you can do something as small as showing something that you're working on and taking a screenshot or a boomerang of you know editing or if you're putting together a floral bouquet you know snapshots of step by step or you know just something that you're doing behind the scenes and clients love that stuff they love to see how you plan and what you're doing and what the behind the scenes looks like.
0: The creative process, the, the whole creative yeah, process. Yeah, because right. they don't
1: live in a world where we live. And that's, and that's right. kind of a lot of times where businesses trip up, specifically small businesses, is in our language and how we promote ourselves, how we market, how we communicate with our clients is that a lot of times we talk, speak, as if we're speaking to somebody in the industry right? and clients don't know any of that. So when we might think, Oh, I'm taking another screenshot or of my, you know, of my screen, or I'm, I'm taking a little video snapshot of whatever that they've seen that before. But the reality is, is that they don't work it like we do on a daily right. basis. So right. for me it was taking the behind the scenes and really throwing in bits and pieces from a wedding day when the day is running on time. And we have the ability to do that. I'm, I'm. My goal this next year, which was this year, was to bring someone on to just come and do that stuff, do social media, follow me around, kind of like an assistant, but they wouldn't have anything to do with the physical part of the day, to give me some of that stuff. Clients are looking for it; they want that. So that's component one. Component two is the, you know, the post production, what we're doing behind the scenes. How and why do things take so long to edit? What do I do that's different? I am a nitpicker perfectionism is something that I have a really, I've always on my kindergarten report card, it says <laughs> it takes too long to do things because she's got to have it perfect. <laughs> so I, I am very much like a lot of times taking photos from, you know, one service to Photoshop to really get sometimes spots out of dresses. And right. so it takes me longer showing that why does something take so long? What am I taking out of a photo that usually someone might not yeah. And so that's something that I can show, but also outside of that, everything else. So promoting what sales you've got going on, being real by far, what social media has allowed us to do, I feel like is have your business and not have your name tied to it, but still be able to talk to your clients and your followers as though you're having a conversation one on one with them. That's right. Instead of being right. this like, you know the uh, eyes behind the screen, nobody knows who you are. And so it allows you to create a connection, which for me is an integral part of my business. I need to know who my clients are, I want to know who they are. I love my people. So how else are they going to learn who I am, unless we're going to dinner once a week. And when you've got 25 to 30 weddings a year, and you know, family clients, it's not really feasible and a family at home and a business to run. I wish I could go to dinner every night, but I know, this is, I know. this is that way of doing that. So for me right now, Instagram right. is, is kind of like my main hub.
0: That's the it one. is
1: what I, I view as also the portfolio. Right. It's a very quick snapshot right. of someone coming to the page and seeing but also clicking highlights, clicking video, kind of getting a 360 picture of what I do for my business. Other aspects that are kind of trickling in right now, TikTok is huge.
0: Oh, I enjoyed it when it was called Vine.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it it, it is.
0: It's (laughs) it's Um, Vine. My wife is obsessed. Explain that to me. Why is it... uh... You know, and I was asking her the other day because she loves TikTok. She she um, she watches these videos. Our daughter's into it yep. now. She's, uh, you know, adopting these memes. What makes TikTok so great? Clearly, it's not great necessarily. Like, I was thinking about what it could be for me, but... I I got nothing like what other than just maybe a ten second funny thing. I don't even know. Like, yeah, what's TikTok all well, about? Well, if you for think you, about
1: think? it from an audio standpoint, what makes it different than Instagram is Instagram is video with filters and
0: you know yes, like but yes. filters
1: that are more of like question and answer or like changing how you look with right. like putting on makeup and right, right the feel of it. It's more of the feel. TikTok yeah. is more interactive. It's more voiceovers yeah. and uh yeah. you know the whole uh kind of like um there's a tv show where the celebrities come on and they sing but they're not using their voices it's kind of like a mock rock and it's like that it's essentially a way for people to connect and be funny or learn and it's so funny because they're learning dance moves and I just immediately when I started I seeing these I come out I'm that. like yeah.
0: Dude, I'm we were doing
1: that in the club when I was in college like that.
0: Stuff. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable because I've known that dance longer than they've been. Alive. <laughs> That's what drives me crazy. I, I don't yes. understand. Why are you trying to teach me something? I already know, Karen, you know,
1: so I see those and I just I start laughing because that was yeah. stuff, you know, a decade ago that we were, you know, at at parties or yeah, or out at yeah. the bar like that people were yeah. doing line dances or or yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but tick, where TikTok can come into play, which is kind of where right. I want to get to, is more of a focus on your brand. And so,
0: right? I Absolutely, don't have I agree that. with that one hundred percent.
1: I don't have a lot Me of branding neither. video yet for uh, or video marketing outside of Instagram or what I develop myself. But it, it's great for like an intro video and then clips, like tied together clips of a wedding day or a project you're working on or a styled shoe, or like you go, like you go to the not mixer and you take snapshots and put it in there. And then also bits and pieces of the fun stuff where you, you know, just for pushing your, you know, your videos to get more clicks and views the fun stuff that everybody else is doing. And so it can work for your business, but I'm at a point right now where in my business after five and a half years, I have to really evaluate with what marketing kind of branches make the most sense for where I'm at. And right now, That's Instagram right. I agree is, with you completely. is easy, easiest number one. Facebook is still there, but more in an advertising component. Like, I don't really visit facebook as much on a regular basis like i did five years ago where that was where everything was going i know now i'm filtering from instagram What i post instagram goes to facebook and then i tweak tweak posts that's how i do
0: it i i think it's the old school part of me that is still uh facebook like i very much concentrated my um uh you know and i hate i hate reaching for like for the likes and stuff like yep. that. But, you know, if you don't ask, they might not follow. So things like that. Hey, come follow me. Let's get up to, you know, for the longest time, I was pushing 1,200 likes on the Facebook page. Why? Well, because yep. that's 1,200 potential clicks that you could get. Yep. Um, and um, kind of leads me into uh, of all of those clicks and everything that's out there, people that are looking for you and haven't found you yet. Uh, your sweet spot, I think I heard you say, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty-five to thirty events a year, out of fifty-two weeks. I like that number. I wish I could do that.
1: It used to want. I used to want it to be more, if you can believe it. And I'm listen. I I
0: agree with you. I, I used to be the yes man. All from the yeah. very beginning. Oh, yeah, I'll play a hundred songs for you during the night. Well, mathematically, yeah. it's impossible. No, no, no. I'll play four events in a weekend. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's physically impossible. Uh, But your sweet spot. I mean, obviously. And I've seen on your Instagram, because, again, it all ties back with everything here. You share you openly share like, hey, here's my availability. Here are the dates that are taken. I'm only it's not um. Oh, what's the word I'm like, not the takeaway. I mean, obviously, the exclusivity of it, the fact that. You're saying to your clients, "I'm only doing these many events in a year, so if you want it, you got to come get it, and you know, first come, first serve kind of thing." So, what is your sweet spot? I mean, is that dialed in right there to twenty-five to thirty? Are you more comfortable with, you know, where where does that fall for you? So,
1: really, it's a combination of a couple of things. So, back to business. Um, for me, it's a combination of how much money do I really want to make for the year right one and then two i i prefer to be reasonably priced and it's not about being cheap it's just i know about how much i would have i spent on my wedding photography so yeah. even though inflation happens sure there's a window of also being you know higher middle level income which is kind of like top end of middle income is about where i feel comfortable as far as who i want to promote to So for me, it's not about what the bride looks like, what kind of dress she's buying, you know, my, my, my perfect person or perfect client, what we call in our industry, your, your client avatar is essentially somebody who sees me as value and will spend the money. And that's like my middle income. Anybody above that is luxury market. I, there are incredible people that do that. I just I prefer to work closely with my couples, and in the luxury market, you work with coordinators and planners. Yeah, I still work with them. I still love them. They are some of my favorite people. That's where I started. Right. It's just I love that connection I get with them. That moving into the next bracket makes it really tough to do that. Right. So mine is, but you know, price point, what I want to, what I want to make for the year, and and for me, also, I have a kid, and. um personal side of it. I ran real rugged last year, um, nearly, nearly drowned myself, um, actually two years ago, really. And, um, you know, it does things to your marriage. It does things to your relationships with your friends and your family, but more importantly, the time with your child and, I am a very goal set person that I was saying yes to everything. Yep. And in return, you know, I was, I was distancing myself from my family. And as a result, my daughter was acting out and I wasn't able to say yes to the stuff that I really wanted to. And I quite literally spent, um, you know, September, October, November, and December in the middle of busy season while also at the same time starting to reevaluate for 2020. And in January, I went to a conference and joined a mastermind. And between the two of those, it was kind of like the awe moment of how do I remain successful and how do what do I need to do and, and how what do I need to focus on? And what what am I aiming for as far as how am I defining success? Yeah. And for me it was deciding, 25 weddings yep. at this rate. Yep. And if I want to come down so I do dynamic pricing, if I want to really work with a couple because I love them but they're a little bit outside of my price range, you know, having the ability to say yes or no because I want to. That's right. And not because I just have a number on my website. And so my number is 25, but I do weddings and I do families and I do newborns. And so I'm right now 80% weddings and 20% You know, the rest goes to kind of bits and pieces throughout the year of families and kids um, to fill the rest of that. The other reason that I do that is that at some point, I'm gonna have, and it makes me sad because I love this. Yeah. I'm gonna have to stop. Yeah. Not because I can't do it or I don't want to do it. It's just that my body at some point is gonna say, you can't carry around all this luggage and all these cameras and you can't work. 10 hour days without really taking a bathroom break and and making sure you're drinking enough water and making sure you're eating right. Right. And it's going to wear down. And so at some point that will go away. And as a result, I don't want to start over. A lot of photographers right now are stepping away from weddings and having to start over by rebuilding their businesses, focusing on families. And if I keep that, even in the smallest portion of my business, I will always have it to go back to down the road in 10 years or 20 years or whatever it's going to be to flip back to. And so I stick at 25. It's my safe zone. It's the, it's the area where I can say, I'm not going to lose my mind. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be it.
0: (laughs) I completely agree. As you talk about your safe spot for the year, the elephant in the room, the global elephant in the room with COVID-19 how are you holding up?
1: We're hanging in there. Um, What has been great for me is that, you know, five and a half years at this, you grow a list of things that you always wish you could get to. You always have like this dream list of projects or items you'd like to add to your business or enhance or whatever. And quite literally right now, I have a pile of educational things that I've bought over the years that I just never had time to get all the way through. I'd start it and then have to stop. Sure. Um, so I've been working, I've been working towards keeping focus, trying to remember that at some point, however, it's going to happen, this will end and we will in whatever way that's going to happen or, or shape out, um, we'll get back to work and it's going to be about how that looks, which for me is going to determine what work is going to look like, but right. I have to stay goal oriented for me, you know, as a business and I, and I've been doing a lot more mentoring since COVID started of kind of trying to keep people motivated and, um, especially if they're newer in business, kind of helping them stay focused. Like, yeah. yes, things are happening right now and tough, it can't work, tough but stuff. there right. are aspects of our business that we still have to do. So for me, I've been working on a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Enhancing my workflows, meaning what clients are getting. Um, I redid my entire website. I didn't rebrand, but I added more of like a color scheme and a feel to match who I am and what my Instagram looks like. Lots of color, lots of fun
2: marketing. Um, And
1: so with that came a blog. And I so we talk about marketing, and there are so many components about marketing that I don't do for my business. I'm not on Pinterest. I'm only just now starting. I have not blogged, so I don't have really good SEO. But I'm booked every year, and yeah, I right. am booked usually full by July. And so there are things in a business that even as you're starting, that you really can focus in and use as tools to grow your business. That right now, that's where our focus has to be as business owners. Right. It doesn't mean you have to sell. It doesn't mean you have to constantly be throwing out, "Hey, I'm running this deal or I'm doing this." Right. Do it. Right. But don't use that. Don't use this as a reason because then what it is is it's fear. And fear-based business is not successful business.
0: Not only that, but this whole thing, this whole thing without being without perpetuating any fire out there, this whole thing has been predicated on uh, well, quite frankly, a large amount of fear. And uh yes. I imagine um well, I mean I, I, As we were starting this, I told you a little bit about my experience, but how were you hit by this? What happened?
1: So uh, for me, immediately, um, March was already going to be a little bit of a slow month. Right. Um, so I was already prepared, mainly because our daughter had to have uh, uh, a surgery, yeah. uh, a surgery she needed. So I was already planning on taking most of March off and mm-hmm. got very fortunate that it kind of all mapped out. Yeah, April, though, um was the, is was the start of my my next season. Mm. Both weddings and sessions, we roll into Mother's Day, which is May. So right now for me, I have now been without work since March night. Mm. I have not shot a session. I have had, no income coming in. Um, so for me, I'm dead in the water right now. Yeah. And unless we're getting bookings, but honestly, a lot of people in reality are scared to spend money. And if we're being frank, I'm scared to spend money because I have business expenses and then, you know, income for our family. And the reality is right now we're dealing with, you know, and, and I'm, I've been, I'm, I really do try. I'm an optimist. Glasses. Um, I'm always a big, you know, I'm hopeful we are going to get back to normal. It is slowly starting. I say normal, yeah. it's going to be a different normal, yeah. but yeah. we're getting
2: Absolutely.
1: there. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to, we're going to see what that's going to look like, but the reality of what's happening in our industry is that, and how this not just impacted me, but also my friends, we're constantly talking about it is right now we're canceling what has happened based on executive order from the governor, which means we can't work not because we don't want to, not because we, we, We literally don't want to take, we want to take your families out to a field and take your picture. I would love to
0: get everybody together and just have a party. Absolutely.
1: Yes. So we'd love to, but the executive order really does prohibit us with large fines. And if multiple situations occur with your business that you are caught, you run the risk of losing your license in the state. Right. And so- you know there 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 are these limitations, and so for me it has led to all of April. What I did have left on March, all of April is canceled. I've been very very mm-hmm. fortunate that every single one of them have been able to reschedule. I'm now right now through uh, May 15th.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, all of them have uh, at this point we're working on rescheduling. I have one session I haven't heard back from, but I've been able so far to get everybody rescheduled. Um, including my weddings, mm-hmm. um, but now we're getting into what is known as our first round of busy season, which is after Mother's Day yeah. through you know really July slash August, and so and then we start fall busy season, yeah. where the concern comes in for us and like you is we're going to start moving all of these, possibly even I'm I'm forecasting June weddings are are not going to happen and probably beginning of July for number basis. I think we'll be able to have them. Yeah. They will just have to be smaller. Yep. Um, but what will happen is those will all have to reschedule if they want traditional weddings, and it, it's very likely going to be 2021. And so we're through in our business world, we're now through Q1 and Q2 and rolling into Q3 of not being able to work. And so we're at a point right now where many of us are Kind of trying to determine what that's going to mean for our 2021 year, right? Because yeah, as a I'm result, right,
0: right there with you,
1: risk, yep. reschedules is, and right. I and I think this is the hard part for clients or outside of us to understand is right. when we cancel slash reschedule a date to a new date, even if it's next year, that means that we're actually taking up two dates. That's right. That's a date that we would have worked that would have been one set of income to a yep. new date that now takes a second set of income. And the the nice way to put it is you wouldn't go and ask your boss to have you work today and then not get paid for the day that you work in a year on the same right. day that you decide to to work or not work. So right, right. it's hard to, we're, we're doing a lot of maneuvering, um, that, you know, having solid contracts right now is
2: flexibility is
0: flexibility, a big deal, yep. solid
1: contract. Yep, yes. Yep. And, and having your butt covered, but, It is. This is. It's a. It's an unknown time for all of us, and not just us that are working and not working in the in the wedding industry. It's really unknown as far as what the future will look like for us, and we won't. I don't think we'll know that until no. It's going to be a while.
0: It's going to be a while. More data is
1: collected. Yeah. And yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm a numbers guy too. Speaking of uh, follow up questions. Speaking of having your butt covered. Do you have enough toilet paper? Are you are you okay with your toilet paper supply currently? yes okay <laughs>
1: we just got some more yesterday <laughs> it's starting I, to come back finding, in stores so yes man
0: you teed me up for that one i had to i had that written down i was like gosh i gotta ask that question um fix this uh, kind of switching gears yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. you know i gotta figure out how to get the toilet paper question you know it's topical everyone's running out of toilet paper i'm going to that was the meme i've seen around there about spending like um you know the budget. It's like the meme about like three different budget points, like such and so zero dollars, such and so zero dollars, spending money at the grocery store, fifteen thousand dollars a month. You know. Yes. Um, switching gears, um, let me let me talk about this. is a personal pet peeve question. As the DJ, I feel like we can be candid and honest with each other. Ashley, would you tell me the stigma? The question I always get from photographers. So, what time are we starting special dances? Because I'm supposed to be out of here like an hour and a half ago. I mean, why, do, why is it that so many photographers... Now, I know, listen, we've all been guilty of the time question. But why do so many people... Uh, we know... The, and we, we've already talked about this. We know the night is not going to go perfectly as far as the timeline is concerned. Even though you and I, militant as we might try to be, it never happens that way. So why does that no. question still come up? Why is it that uh, we're so focused on the time aspect of things, of making sure that we get out in this contracted time?
1: I think a lot of it in our spe- speaking specifically from a photography standpoint is there's such a hard a hard feeling amongst photographers that our time is valuable.
0: I agree with you completely. I do.
1: And I, I, I am a believer of that, but I also believe that if you're running your business for the right reasons, your people come first. And if you can keep the timeline, right? So sometimes the timeline comes down strictly to you didn't run it well enough and you were not on top of your people and that comes down to you. And in that case, then you should be staying late. That's but right. I mean, the realistic side of this, from any event standpoint, if you work in events for five minutes or 15 years, like I have, is that events, crap happens. Things yeah. go wrong. That's right. The, you know, the the photographer gets lost on the way. I, you know, I, I have not, but photographer gets in a car accident on the way. Their car breaks down. That's I've crazy. been to a wedding that I wasn't even photographing that one of my friends was and grandma was... Not at the wedding, and they refuse to start, and it's now half an hour later. And so, there are just all there are other things that happen, but I think what it comes down to in our industry is this idea of, well, you have me for eight hours, and that's it, like I gotta go. But the reality is, is we have to be flexible, and that is one thing. Like, yes, it would be ideal to leave at eight or nine o'clock when the contract ends, but what, what bigger thing above all to service your client and stay 30 minutes later for those formal dances. And they know, they know when things that's are right. running behind. They, right. they, they, they get it. A lot of times the coordinator goes to mom or dad or the DJ might touch base with them and just say, hey, this is what's happening. We're just going to tweak things here and there. But they are going to go back and that's going to tenfold 10 times over in a review or a recommendation, Hey, you know, this, this crazy thing happened and she stayed an extra hour, didn't, you know, didn't charge us or she stayed an extra 15 or 20 minutes so that we made sure we got that, that first dance covered and that, you know, it's important. Dances are important. And so for, for me, a lot of it, a lot of what I do comes from my past experience and understanding that, Yes, I am, you know, tired after working 10 hours and then commuting and carrying my crap all day. And especially if it's a hundred degrees out, (gasps) but we're talking about the bottom line of all of why we, what, what this is even about is that these two people love each other and they got married today and they are starting. What I always tell my clients is they are officially the two of them going from two single lives to one and starting their family. The that's family right. of the two of them, beyond right. family drama, beyond who didn't show up and this person doesn't support it. it. At the end of the day, it's the two of them deciding we're getting married today and we're starting our family. That's and right. at the end of this, that's, that's what the whole day is about. And that's so right. for me, it's about remembering why we do this. We're right. tired. We want to go home. But if it means staying an extra half an hour to get what you need or an extra hour, because things just went crazy,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: that's what you have to do. It's just part of the job is being flexible.
0: I, I ask, I, I asked that question for that reason. Exactly. I think we're on the same page there. As far as flexibility goes, I always tell my clients day one to day of, you know, it's a little different situation for me versus a photographer. We've talked about, um, and I've talked to other photographer friends as well. Uh, whereas, you know, in my well, I call an agreement in my contract. Um, you know, I will tell them yeah, I'll be there um, at least two hours before to set up, and then I leave no later than an hour to tear down. Everything in the middle, though, I'm there. So why not, you know? And um, it's not, well, I'm only going to be there for six hours, and I am you know I get people to still ask me that question. So I appreciate that you said that about flexibility, because it is important, uh, especially with what we do. It is 125% true. That these are two people who decided, um, and I tell my clients in my consultations, uh, you know, the two of you love each other. Yep. And then you have people that love you. And then for one yep. night, we're hoping we can put everybody in the same room yes. for a six, eight-hour period of time yep. and and just, <clears throat> excuse me, see you guys celebrate love together. That's important. Yep. And uh, as a... Um, which leads me to my next question. You're just teeing me up for all the good softballs here, friend. Um, my, uh, as a dad of uh, a, a little girl, uh, the light of my life, my princess, uh, <laughs> what advice can you give a dad who will most likely be a complete ball of mush during that special dance with his daughter? What would you say to the dad asking?
1: Just be dad. Yeah. I mean... So many dads are afraid to show emotion. Sure. Um, but the reality is, is that you're doing something, and I'm going to try not to get emotional, because for me, father-daughter dances every single time get me. Me they too. Me I, too.
0: I can't. I, I cannot get away from it. I. I, I think, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's because I know what's coming. When she yes. gets married, when she gets married yes. 53 years from now, I yes. cannot... <laughs> wait for that no i agree with you i agree with you completely go on yeah definitely
1: i i think dads are supposed to be the you know they are they're they're supposed to be the protector and the um i'm trying to think of the right word but the the cultivator of what a, a young girl like our six and a half year old What she will eventually look for in a husband, I hope are, you know, like our best traits, but my husband's best traits. And so he's her protector. He's her first love. That it's essentially when your daughter gets married, no matter they're your oldest or your youngest, it's a, it's an emotional time because you are now no longer her protector. You're no longer the person that's you know res- really super responsible for it. we're all as parents still responsible for our kids even if we say that oh they're that's 18 right. and they're out yeah,
0: absolutely i'm i'm right, right. full
1: of that i'm i know but um for you know for dads that's the time that they're handing their daughter off to another man and that now they're giving that responsibility over that it is emotional and first looks with dad are hands down one of my right. favorite things to do it gives dads a more private time to say hello to their daughter, see them for the first time, kind of get the first early emotions out. But right. seeing your daughter get married is, is still gonna be very hard. You're giving them away to somebody else to take over responsibilities that you have taken on since they were born, since you held them in the hospital that I always say, it's okay to cry. If you wanna take yourself and go get yourself put together, but forcing not feeling how you feel yeah. makes you look real uncomfortable in photos. And people forget that. Like when you're trying not to cry and your face is all like, just be.
0: Just be real. Be Be transparent. Be in the moment. And even me, I I recall even um, uh, the bride and groom, I want to say the wife, uh, his first wife had passed away or something to that effect. And so he had a little girl. They chose to do, you know, one of those, I play a song. He basically holds her and, you know, dances with her, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Just no way. Could not yeah. do it. Could not yeah. do it. Every uh, time. Every single friggin' time. Every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love the tender moments, though. I think that's what makes this, uh, what we do so special, is that um, there's just this, uh, you don't get to see it every day. Think about how fortunate yes. you are.
1: Well, and that's, that's part of doing this. Right. And you know that, right. and, yeah. and not just yep. being a dad, but I yeah, don't know right. if this speaks to you too, but the closer that I am with my couples through this whole process of not just getting to know them and doing their engagement photos, but like really getting to the, to know them. Right. Um, I find that I tend to be also more emotional throughout the day. I've been Me at, too. you know, for, for, gr- for some of my, my couple's, of those that are traditional brides, those getting ready that I have been really close with when they start getting dressed in are with their sisters or their, you know, their, their maid of honor, I'm yeah. already yeah. starting to yeah. cry because now it's like, I've watched them go through a year of planning their wedding and hashing out the details and, and going over every, every little thing. And then, you know, now watching them go from their fiance to wife, like that for me is even emotional. So it's, and that's why getting to know my couples is such an integral part of what I do. And when I say, like, I got you, I've got you because I've been there. I know the experience of a wedding planner. I can kind of off the fly, like, reconvert plans and readjust on the, you know, when we're in motion that. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's as little as getting a tissue because, you know, they're yeah. a total mess or touching up their makeup because their makeup artist has already left and now they're crying again. Yeah, so it, it is. And those things are are, again, what tie back to why sometimes we don't want to leave and why yeah, that's right. days are fun, even though we're exhausted. And it, it kind of fuels your fire. It, it drives the passion behind why you do it. Even when your body's like, dude, you, you got to sit down and take a break and actually eat something for the day.
0: (laughs) Is that why people need smitten mitten? Is that, is that why? I mean, you know, because here's the deal. Everyone has a phone and I've, I've heard this while we could just get an iPod and a speaker. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I've seen the iPhone 11 pro in the wild. It's gorgeous. It does what it's supposed to do, but you know, people need you. Why?
1: There are a couple factors. An iPhone doesn't take as high quality of a photo for printing. And in my opinion, photos are your snapshots of your memories. But speaking to a wedding day, specifically, your wedding photos are your heirloom, like what we would get from our parents and our grandparents of their wedding day of you know, my great grandparents, it's just that one photo of them that has been handed down from my great grandparents and their parents to my grandparents and my parents, and then eventually me that that's all you're left with. And at the end of this, is that one photo you have that you took with your phone, going to portray how you felt that day. And from a photography standpoint, there's There are the traditional shots of poses and the traditional, you know, going through the motions of your ceremony and onto the reception. But what we do is we capture the emotion and that's huge for me. Um, It took me a while to really just accept that that's what I was. I I fought it for the first two years. I was very much everybody has to look at the camera and if not, like it's not perfect and we got to do it again.
0: (laughs) We've got to start over. Grandma, get over here. Yeah, yeah, I get it. and yeah,
1: yeah. I even still with family <laughs> photos, there are some that I'm still super nitpicky about it's because tricky. at the end of the day, your yeah. family photos yeah, and the right. photos of you as a couple that's it. are really what are are the integral components of your day. That's Those right. are the things you're going to print and put up in your home. That's right. But the other side of this is, is whoever is holding that iPhone is not in the photo. That's right. And so now you're missing a, a person or a component that should be there right. that is instead holding the camera, if you invited them to your wedding and they're a family member, or, you know, they're holding the phone and taking the photo. And so as a mom, I can take pictures of my kid all day long. And my husband all day long, 90% of our photos, I'm not in and I'm doing, you know, the selfie. And I'm like, getting everybody else snuggled in and holding it out. But the reality is, is that I can't put a selfie on a wall. It's, it's not it's usually grainy and it's usually not in, you know, not usually in sharp. They're very hard to get in sharp. Yeah. And so it's just not, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And so what we do, what I always try to remind couples of what is the difference between just getting a phone out and having a photographer is that a good photographer is a storyteller. Sure. They're not just a capture of, all of the formal moments of a day. That might be where you start, but as you get into this longer and longer, you start to look for all of the little things in a day that you as a photographer from a creative standpoint help help remember the day for the couple. Like yeah. I always tell my couples, I'm your eyes because as a as a couple, it goes by so you quick. are ingrained in the day. Yeah. You are part yeah. of the day. The day is 100%. not moving without you. So you're not looking at that little flower girl, you know, throwing her petals everywhere and dancing to the music and, you know, <laughs> right. doing twirls. You're not catching that. You're not catching your mom and your grandma having a huge <laughs> fun conversation with her yeah. sisters and laughing yeah. and carrying on. Those right. are components of the day that you don't get to see. So right. as storytellers and right. capturers of that, that's what we do. That's that's part of the story yeah. and ultimately what ends up leading to Couple's favorite photos from the day are That's right. candids and things that they didn't know that they need, That's right. or they were too caught up in what they thought they needed that it took away from allowing us to do what we do, which is That's to right. capture the moment.
0: Right. Okay. So why you? Why smitten mitten photography and not somebody else?
1: Why me? My first thing that I always go back to is it's about the people. Yeah. Um, there are a lot in our industry that use this as a way to pay the bills of course. and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. There's pays nothing the wrong that's, with yeah. that.
2: That's right. It
1: pays the bills, go for it. Um, but I always say I'm not just the photographer. I'm kind of the all in one. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, I'll hold, you know, I'll hold, I'll hold your, I'll hold your dress when you, you know, you got to run, but there are just bits and pieces of the day from being a wedding coordinator that, sometimes as a photographer, it falls in with it for me. So things like letting them know ahead of time, you know, when you're going into the reception, don't carry your bouquet in because (sighs) you might cover your husband's face. And now, you know, as a photographer that shot's out or Or your drink or Mm. your drink Mm. or right. So there are just all these bits and pieces ahead of time that I really do. I send a huge educational guide to my clients about things that from the past but also now from a photography standpoint that kind of tie together how to avoid or things to think about but also ways to make sure that their day runs on schedule but i'm also very clear that here is what i can do for you in x amount of hours and here is what's going to be missing i am very black and white i'm not a we're together for 8 hours because that's what i book
2: <laughs> right if you right. don't need
1: 8 hours and i feel like i can get it done in less I'm not going right. to make you pay for eight hours and that's not a norm in our industry. A norm is you get eight hours, you pay eight hours. I'm very much, if we can do it in less to save you money and still get you really great photography. And I am not losing my mind. Um, I, I will. But also if you're not feeling like you're running all over God's green earth and you're, you know, you're tired and you're exhausted and you just ran this huge sprint in th- three or four hours, i don't I don't do that as much, but I will you know like as long as there's wiggle room for things to go wrong or things to happen but also still fit it in so I'm not a nickel and dimer. I am very much i feel and and some of this has come from retrospect and and being in educational groups is I've realized over time that I give a lot for not a lot of money yeah. because of all of the components that come with it I and feel so the same
2: way i don't I I'm not way. just
1: the photographer you're getting. A prior coordinator, you're getting right. someone to talk to to hash out all the details, and and I'm an open book. I'm not a, you know, we're gonna charge you for it later. I am I'm, I'm a big hardcore detail planner. So we do timelines a year out, and then we do them a month out. My
0: spirit so. animal, she lives in spreadsheets, yes. folks. I love <laughs> I it <do>. dearly. I <laughs> love it. I do. I do. You know that man. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Um, Well. Uh once the dust settles.
1: Yes. Where do
0: you go from here? Where will you be um when we can go back to the new normal?
1: So, my business is transitioning a little bit. Um we have I announced it quite literally right before this craziness happened uh that the, my business was starting to expand to Orlando. Um one Uh, And really the big reason is that we are already there usually once or twice every quarter of the year.
0: So the Um, mouse, hold on though, the mouse had nothing to do with it or did it?
1: It did, but it it really, the biggest part is that, which a lot of people are like, oh, you love Disney and that's why you're doing it.
0: Happiest place on earth. It is. 100%. Uh,
1: But uh, it's really actually the biggest component is my husband's entire family, minus his father, are all in Florida, from Jacksonville to West Palm Beach, Naples to Clearwater. Yeah, yeah. So his sister actually is in Palm Beach Gardens. Nice.
0: um, Plus, we
1: used to live there, so we have friends there. And so Orlando is kind of the centralized location for his whole family. Yep. But Adelaide is on his side, the youngest, and Mm -hmm. his mom is older, and his siblings are older, and in order for her to have memories of what it has been like to spend time with her cousins, who are also now, almost all of them are in college, our only opportunity is to travel there. And because we have been so fortunate, really, between our jobs over the years, we hopefully moving forward, can afford to do what we're doing. But it just started making sense. You know, in in January, February, and March, I had already been there twice. Um, And so it just made sense if I'm going to be here and we're going to be here for a week at a time why not just start working here? And I've already done work down there, because we used to live there. Yeah. Uh, But now it's more of like, really making it kind of like a secondary home base when we're there four or five, six times out of the year. So that is going to be like phase one of kind of like where we're headed. Yeah, phase two is I, uh, my, my whole goal, Um, when I used to work in higher ed marketing and events, uh was to get my MBA and go back and teach.
0: That's cool. I really
1: wanted to teach Uh, at the community college level.
0: That's really cool.
1: Uh intro to you know, marketing, intro to business. That's awesome. And so I've got this MBA and obviously, I mean, I've grown a very successful business. Sure. Uh pretty organically that I'm at a point now where I'm on the regular getting inquiries about, Hey, I started, I'm right now specifically working with a planner, two florists, uh, an, two or three other photographers, a calligrapher, um, plus two other businesses that are in startup mode of mentoring them to grow their business and figure out what they need. And so from that, what will, ev- what is in the works, uh, are a couple things, uh, continuation of officially one-on-one mentoring. Uh, and then two, uh, Hopefully by summer, if we keep at what we're at, it'll probably be sooner than that, but an yeah. entire, uh, what will have a name at some point, but essentially a marketing intensive course slash mastermind to teach businesses marketing awesome. and how to market so in the cool. different forms of marketing and how to use it for their business. But beyond that, my goal is with a mastermind specifically or coaching is to look at their business and tell them what forms of marketing make sense for them and how to implement yep. it and roll it out for a year. So yeah. I'm still going to do weddings. Uh, I think what will happen long term is I'll take on fewer, raise my prices just a smidge to balance out, um, but add travel. more of the. Well, right, yeah, if you're traveling back, back and forth, education. you got to pay
0: for a plane ticket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And pay for more, uh, you know, move more education right. in right. Um, right. Absolutely. because it's happening absolutely. kind of naturally on its own. So. Long-term, some of that stuff is happening. Um, Small things, uh, I'm getting ready to launch. uh, I'm really excited for it. It's something that a lot of my clients have been asking since really 2015 um, is a photography workshop specifically for parents.
2: Love it. How to use
1: their cameras, how to take photos of their kids. Um, and now is the perfect time that I'm like, I'm just going to launch it in a rough form and get it out and, and use this time that parents are home with their kids to start learning how to use cameras they bought years ago. Right. So I'm excited for that. My clients have been asking, so now I have the time to do it. And it's been on my like passion project list for a while that I'm, ex- I'm really excited. Us, about us
0: it, nerds so. are excited about that too. That's going to yeah. reduce the amount of phone calls that I get about, Hey, <laughs> yes. how do I, I don't really know, yes. but you know what I know. Who does? And I'm going to yes. send them your way. That's all right. my
1: hope. So yeah,
0: my uh, all right. The big one here. Um, a couple other things, and I'm a, I'll definitely want to get you back to doing nothing.
2: Yeah.
0: All day long here in quarantine. <laughs> uh, the the final big thought. Uh, what truly people that come to you that decide to work with you specifically, what's one crucial piece of advice you can give them as they prepare to work with you specifically, what do they need to know when they've uh, filled out your contact form? Very smart that there's just a contact form. It lends itself to some conversation. They fill out that contact form on your website what are you um, What are you going to give them advice wise as they prepare to work with you specifically in smitten mitten photography?
1: So usually after they've inquired, um, I don't require a one on one consult. I can usually get a feel from their inquiry form whether or not they'll be a good fit for sure. me, but also a good fit uh, for their day. Um, but usually for me, right out the gate, as I tell them, outside of like you're gonna, it's all gonna fall into right. place. Um, I immediately tell them who are some of the best to work with as far as vendors and, and I give them reasons why. And the reason being is that they're going to take care of you and work with you, but also beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt, work as a team or a team for them. We're not, we're individually running our own businesses, but at the end of the day, we are a one solid team for the whole deal. Um and so usually one of my biggest recommendations is is to really look into what vendors you're hiring. You take time to to pick me and you pick your venue, you need to do the same thing with your florist and a DJ and a calligrapher and whoever you're hiring, you really need to think it out. Um I and I might get shit for this. Uh because I didn't I'm about to announce this week that I got published. I'm going to be in the next uh
0: saw, issue of the Nat Magazine. I was going to ask you, but yeah. I'm glad I didn't. So, Congratulations. Um, but I'm about That's to. so cool though. But yeah, go ahead. I'm going to steal your thunder.
1: I might get I might yeah, get yeah, shit yeah. for this. Uh delete all of the wedding planning apps from your phone. That is my yeah. one Please. mega okay. advice is to ditch the wedding planning apps. Yeah. Um, specifically the not wedding wire any of them because they are very aggressive all for good reason and this comes from planner coordinator whatever is that some the traditional format of a wedding is that you get engaged you know and you have a year to plan but the reality is is that client clients nowadays my average couple is about 32 years old they don't want to wait a year or fifteen months or two years or whatever, right? They want they want to get married within the year. I have couples come to me, and sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's six months. Last year, two years ago, I had a couple get married, uh, get engaged in May. We got them married by the middle of August. And so, wedding planning apps in in some cases can be super helpful about what you need to get done when. But the reality is, is that it can cause so much additional anxiety for a couple trying to plan, um, that you're constantly worried about, am I doing this right? Do I have enough time? And then it loses out on, you lose out on the experience and the fun of what wedding planning should be and, and being able to enjoy what sometimes is a long time or a short time of being engaged. And then you're married and this phase of your life is over and you look back and you think man i don't remember planning any of it i don't remember yeah. i don't remember the experience of picking out dresses or picking out suits or picking out right. florals because you're like oh we got to go to the next thing we got to get right, this stuff right. done because this app is telling me i'm behind right. schedule So that immediately, anytime that I get a couple officially booked, it's usually one of the first things that I tell them. Delete your apps. Yeah, Get rid of them. Well, I
0: appreciate (laughs) that about you. I appreciate that about you because I feel the same way. Uh, Yeah, definitely don't, um, you know, I know we had this conversation. I remember specifically talking about this and, uh, um, yeah, to get them there, I don't mind if they find other people that have talked about me on these websites, but definitely planning. Just trust the other people that you're that you're working with 100%. 100%. Yeah.
1: And that's why you hire good people is that's you right. hire that you right. hire people who have done this before and nine, you know and that's coming back to the beginning when we talked about we are hired for a reason like we've we've all done this we've all had experience in some way shape and form of working in weddings and that's why we still do it yeah. I hope. Uh but is that we've all at some point seen or been through some component of this that what we've experienced is able to lend back And a lot of times people have been in a wedding and they've stood up as a bridal party member, but they can't now, now they're switching to one of, you know, one of the people that are getting married. That's a completely different role, completely different job responsibilities and duties for the day that you are their guiding post. And so again, you know, when we talk about speak or industry language you have to talk to them as if they've never experienced a wedding they have a little bit of experience sure secondhand but not as being the ones that are getting married and so it comes back to really showing them like this is how i'm going to support you and this is how i'm going to help get you where you need to be and this is what you need to do without stressing them out without making them feel like they're losing their mind in order to just enjoy and be in the day which is what they should be anyways
0: I've learned so much from you, my friend. I have. I really have, in a very good way. I, I thought I knew it all, and that's why I do this. Uh, I want to talk to people. I I'm want I continue to continue to know more. So, um, so yeah, we're going to wrap this up in a fun way and really oh. just an opportunity for me to start something new and insert cheesy sound effect here, but it's time for the lightning round. <laughs> all right, so here we go. I just want to rapid-fire ask you some things that people don't know about you. The first thing that comes to your mind, no reason, no rhyme, whatever. Disney character you relate to the most?
1: Uh, Rapunzel. Really?
0: Really? Rapunzel? No, I'm, I'm teasing. Obviously, yeah. Rapunzel's an amazing character. Uh, guilty pleasure song you're embarrassed that you rock out to.
1: Uh, my power ballad is Timber. Okay. It's my gym song. Like when I'm in a rough spot at the gym and I gotta got to mentally get it. over a hurdle, Kesha, turn it on full Mr.
0: 305. Mm-hmm. Follow up, though. <laughs> yeah. Follow up. The one song that you can't stand a guy like me playing at an event.
1: Anything Lizzo. I do not like Lizzo. Uh,
0: your go-to drink at Starbucks.
1: Oh, easy. Venti iced caramel macchiato
0: uh tv show you can watch over and over and over and over and over again
1: veronica mars uh
0: celebrity you'd want to have dinner with
1: uh kristen bell
0: well she is local uh and then finally the section in the bookstore that you're most drawn to
1: crime fiction okay All right.
0: Well, that's it. That's the lightning round. Nice job. Uh, As we, uh, yeah, (laughs) I love it. I just needed something different to do. Everybody has those little kitschy kind of things. Yeah, I have to, you know, things we have to know Uh, where can people find you, pal? Where, where are they going? I know we've kind of talked about it, but uh, as we wrap up here, where can they go? Instagram,
1: if you want the full, I always say the full 360 effect of behind the scenes who I am uh, real life with my kid and my, my, my golden doodle and my husband Uh, the real, and now we have chickens, uh, for real life. Okay. And then, uh, my brand new, very, uh, educationally heavy website. So all the, all the good stuff is always out there on the blog or on the website.
0: And your website link again is,
1: is smittenmittenphotography.com.
0: Pal, thank you so much for joining me. I had such a great time with you and uh, hopefully all are staying safe, staying healthy, staying home, washing your hands and, uh, (laughs) take care of yourself.
1: You too. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun.